Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. The works that verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Well, now then, of course, if we're, uh, if we're going to do the works he did, we have to know how he did them. You'll find that they come under two headings. Now, first of all, because Jesus is anointed by the Holy Ghost, remember Acts 10, 38? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And so first, because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, then you see, you have the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This week, we'll start a new series from the Rama Archives with Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, Doing the Works of Jesus, Volume 1. As believers, we're called to do the work of Jesus, even if we're not in full-time ministry. But how do we go about doing these works? Kenneth E. Hagan will explain how. Also, later in today's program, Ken and Lynette will tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan with today's message. I want us to look at several portions of Scripture today, and uh, they will provide the background or basis for our remarks. Let's start in, first of all, in the ninth chapter of Matthew's Gospel. The ninth chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Praise God. The ninth chapter of Matthew's Gospel. Now, I want you to notice the 35th verse first. Matthew 9, 35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages. I notice that. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages. Doing what? Teaching. Teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Or another translation said every kind of sickness and every kind of disease among the people. Now then turn to John's gospel. We'll read first from the 14th chapter, and then we'll turn back to the 5th chapter. We'll read first from the 14th chapter of John's Gospel. Here Jesus said, in the 12th verse, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Now then I want you to turn back to the uh, fifth chapter of John's Gospel. The fifth chapter of John's Gospel. Chapter 5, the Gospel according to St. John. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. 
Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these, that is these five porches, lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, saying, Sir, I have no man, when the water is troubled, to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. In uh, one lesson we well, a series of lessons, we, we talked about the fact that there are seven methods of receiving healing through the Word of God. And we discussed all seven of those methods. But you'll find that these seven methods, one or more of them, and sometimes certain ones of them, will really come under two headings. Now, you remember the text there in uh, John 14, where Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you the works that I do. He that believeth on me. That's talking about all of us. You believe on him? Do you believe on him? Well, now it's talking about you then, isn't it? I said, isn't it? Talking about me, talking about you. See, isn't this talking about preachers here? The works that verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. Well, now then, of course, if we're, uh, if we're going to do the works he did, we have to know how he did them. You'll find that they come under two headings. Now, first of all, because Jesus is anointed by the Holy Ghost, Remember Acts 10, 38? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. And so first, because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, then you see you have the manifestation of the Holy Ghost. And... Uh, for instance, here at this pool of Bethesda is a good illustration of that. First of all, 
it, it, you see, it tells us about the fact that uh, an angel came down from heaven and troubled the water. See, God, that was just simply a miraculous operation. You see, uh, the, the Holy Spirit, in working out here apart from individuals, now, for instance, like that angel came down, that's a demonstration, a better way to say it, of God's power. The same thing manifested through spirit-filled human beings is a manifestation of the Spirit. Still the same Spirit, isn't it? Same Holy Ghost. See, God is a Spirit. Well, now, why did God do that? You see, here, here's five porches. In fact, the Bible said there's a multitude of people under those five porches. Halt, maimed, blind, so on and so forth. And an angel comes down at a certain season. In other words, we'd say it this way in our common lingo, an angel ever so often. See, he didn't come on any kind of a schedule. If he did, there wouldn't be any need of being out there every day. They'd know he's going to be there Thursday, the second Thursday of every month. So uh, the place would be empty always except then. But no, it seemed like it just, uh, you know, uh, spasmodically, so to speak. You'd, so they're there every day because he might come that day and trouble the water. Well, now, I don't know. It just said the angel troubled the water. I don't know angels at times, and, and nobody knows for sure here, as, as God wills, had the power to uh, transform themselves into a seen body where you could see them. They look like a human. Remember Paul writing one time said to, to the church, he said, uh, be careful to entertain strangers. Well, if a stranger came by your house, you, he'd just look like any other person. But he said, thereby many have entertained angels unawares. So it seems that they had the ability at times, as God wills, to be able to, to, to be seen like, like I can see you. And yet the Word of God teaches us that the angels are here in this service this afternoon. Doesn't it? I don't see a one of them, do you? Unless God would open our spiritual eyes because they are spirits, aren't they? To where we could see into the spirit realm and, and he does sometimes and he has with me a few times when I was praying and, and in the spirit and I, and I saw him. And others have. And yet whether I see them or not, I know because the Bible said so they're here. And then not only that, but I know that the Bible said the angels of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him. So they're not only in this service, but uh, they encamp around about me everywhere I go. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. They see, when you know the truth, that's the reason you don't get disturbed about a lot of things. Like I used this illustration one time, a lady said to me, in one of the meetings, we were closing on Sunday night in another western state, and actually in Phoenix, Arizona. And, and this lady said to me, she said, Brother Egan, an, an older lady, she said, will you promise me that you'll just pray for the next two days and night, or two nights and one day at least, uh, all, just, just constantly for me? No, I said, I won't promise anything like that. Because I'm not going to pray constantly because I'm going to sleep part of the time. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and then I'm going to eat part of the time. I probably wouldn't be praying while I'm eating. You know, I, I like to think about while I'm eating. You know, I just 
You know, you could pray, I guess, to yourself or on the inside of yourself and eat, but you don't do that too often, do you? And I said, no, I'll, I won't promise you that I'll pray for you constantly for the next two days and nights or two nights and day or whatever it was. Besides that, uh, I, I'm not going to just pray for somebody and not know what I'm praying about. You know, people say, now, well, pray for me. Well, a lot of times I ask them, what for? They'll look at you sort of blank like and said, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, if they don't know what you're praying for, how would they know whether they ever got it or not? I mean, whether your prayer was ever answered, you know. So, and you know, the majority of the time, a lot of, there's a lot of waste motion. You know, it's just wasted in these areas. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagan. We have some things here. I, that will also change your it will mind. Will help you because yes. this is this is this is all about finances, uh, finances. Uh, obedience and finances. A little book by Dad, and how Dad, how God taught me about prosperity. That's my father, and I. I was in the house whenever we didn't have anything. That's right. And then the biblical keys to financial prosperity, and then my book Overflow: Living Beyond Above Life's Limits, and all of these are just. Great, great tools. Actually, this is a twenty-eight dollars and eighty cents uh, value, but we're offering it for nineteen ninety-five. Yes. So you need to get a hold of these. These will help you. That's right. They'll help anybody. Call toll-free one eight 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 Faith ninety-nine. Again, call toll-free one eight 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 Faith ninety-nine. You can also order online at rama.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Doing the Works of Jesus, here on Rama for Today Radio with Ken and Lynette Hagen.